Hey guys, Tom here. Um, I'm one of the staff pastors, and I'm privileged to give the word today. Uh, we are continuing our series called The Church I See. Uh, we've been talking about our, uh, the, our vision as a church. We've been talking about our values. Uh, we went through we love as a church, uh, that we pray. Uh, you heard Trevor Carpenter last week that we honor. Uh, this week, uh, our value that we're talking about is that we serve, that there's a value that we're going to serve. We're going to have a servant's heart. Uh, we're going to value servanthood. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I've done a lot of serving uh, in the years of this church. I've been going as a member 30 plus years to this church, maybe even more than that, I think. Uh, but I remember uh, one of the times when I was a young kid, I was helping out at the children's church. It was, I think it was a Friday night. And it was down at Ben Parker, and the, you know, the children's church classes were kind of close to the calf where the services were run. And I remember there was a, just a kid, and he, I don't know, I just like, right on, you know, I'm just going to watch this kid. And he just looked at me, and he just started yelling his head off. And he's like, ah! And my first thought was this. I'm like, game on. And I just started yelling back right at him. I'm like, Yeah! And I think the kid was like, right on, okay, yeah, let's do this. And he went way louder. And of course, I'm not going to take that. And I went louder than that. Little did I know that the whole service was listening in on our yelling match. And who knows what all the parents were thinking. Uh, long story short, that was my last day of serving at the Children's Church. I went on to do other things uh, like I'm doing right now. But that's my serving story. But we really value serving here at Anchored Church. And here's the one thing that I want you guys to remember, that serving changes lives. And I want to say this, including yours. Serving changes lives, including yours. And you know what? I don't have to tell you guys that as we serve people, as we find a need and fill it, that it's going to bless people, that it's going to um, change their lives, transform them. You know, we do the bags of hope and we give people uh, groceries that, that need the groceries. But more importantly, we're hoping that somehow we're giving them the love of Jesus, that it's going to transform their lives completely because they are connected to God in it. But here's the thing I want you to catch too in my sermon is that it also changes your life. That if you adopt a value of serving in your life, that God's going to do something. And I'm going to talk about that later. But first, I want to talk about serving. Why is serving a value here? Um, I'm going to the prime example, the ultimate example of serving, and it was Jesus himself. I'm going to share some scriptures from the Gospels. And here's the first one. In Matthew, there was this incident when uh, the mother of James and John just asked Jesus this question, and it says this in Matthew 20, verse 21. In your kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. I love the, the being specific about that. And so here is a caring mom asking Jesus for her son's job security. I mean, James and John were hanging out with Jesus uh, for a couple of years already, and she knew it's like, okay, he's the Messiah and all of this. And, and so she's going, hey, Jesus, can you just make sure that my sons have a job and that they also have a title and some status and some authority? And in the following scriptures, it, it kind of noted that it kind of upset the other disciples that they it started a, started a little argument and, and a little outrage amongst them. And here's Jesus. He says this, this verse and he, and he completely 
says what his heart is about serving. And it says this in Matthew 20, verse 25. But Jesus called them together. He knew stuff was going on and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to, and to give his life as a ransom for many. I love this. And here Jesus is pointing out, you know what? The leaders of today in back, back in that day, it was Roman rule. And so he's saying, you know those leaders? We know that they want to control. They want to dominate. They want to flaunt their authority. And I love Jesus's line. He says, you know, among us, you guys, you're going to be different. You're going to be different than that. I'm, I have a different standard. And he says this, I want you to lead by serving. You're going to influence others by becoming their servant. And here's my theory. I don't think the disciples really got it at that point. I, I think they kind of like, oh, okay, that's great. But I didn't think they fully got it. You know, and I, I, I kind of have an imagination and there's no follow-up conversation uh, documented after this verse. And I was just thinking like, they were kind of perturbed on what uh, James and John's mother said and they're kind of getting in an argument. And then Jesus just comes in and just drops this uh, saying about being a, a leader is becoming a servant. And I'm wondering if they just kind of went silent and they didn't get it. I wonder if it was like, awkward, you know, and it was like one of those moments. And the next verse I'm going to share is, it kind of proves that point because Jesus, on the last day of life here on earth, the last supper, right before he got crucified, he was having dinner with his disciples. He makes the point again, but he didn't tell them about it. He showed them in this beautiful example in John. And it says this in John 13, uh, verse three, Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything and, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around them. I mean, this is, this is a beautiful picture of Jesus serving them. And I, I wanna point out that the washing of the feet wasn't a uncommon thing back in the day. I mean, they walked around in sandals and there was dirt. And man, when they came into the house, their feet were really dirty. The one thing I do want to point out was that job wasn't, wasn't for anybody that was members of the household. It was for the slaves. The slaves were the ones that touched the feet, which were dirty, and that cleaned the feet. Actually, in some circles, and I did some of my homework, it was actually for the, the lower of the slaves. Uh, it says that, um, that it was reserved for the non-Jewish slaves, the Gentile slaves to wash the feet. I think that makes a, a great point of what Jesus was trying to do. He was saying, you know what? You want to lead? You want to follow, follow me? You want to be uh, me, me like me? I'm going to be a servant. This is how I lead. This is how I, I do things. I'm going to humbly lower myself and wash your feet. And then he says this in John uh, 13, verse 12. He says, after washing their feet, 
he put on, put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to watch, wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Oh man, this is a huge verse. I mean, think about it. This is his last day on earth. He's, he knows he's going to be crucified tomorrow. And so everything that he does and everything that he says has meaning. And so he, here he is, is going, you know what? The Father is giving me authority. I know I'm going back to the Father. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show this beautiful picture of washing my followers' feet. And then he just throws down the gauntlet. And, he, and, he, and it doesn't just leave it at that, that picture, that action that they probably didn't forget for the rest of the life, their lives. He added to it. He said, you know what? I want you to go do the same. He's not only saying it to his disciples. He's saying it to us, the current day of followers of Jesus Christ. And um, I love that. And when I, when I put those two scriptures together, here's kind of what I hear Jesus saying. You know what, guys? If you want to follow me, we're not going to lead by domination or control or flaunting our authority. You know how we're going to lead? We're going to lead by serving others. We're going to find a need and fill it. We're going to love sacrificially by acting on it, being hands and feet of God's kingdom and serving people by our resources, by our time, by our energy, we're gonna serve people. And I, I think that is huge. And I wanna add something else. I mean, you guys know this, that after Jesus died and he resurrected, which we're celebrating in a couple of weeks on, on Good Friday and Easter, that those disciples, they went to go change the world. I mean, they turned the world upside down not by control, not by telling people what to do. They love people, they serve people, and they brought people to Jesus Christ. And we're here because of it. And so I want, I want to remind you of that. And that's why we serve. But I, I want to get back to what I said earlier, that serving, it makes a difference. It absolutely changes lives, but it also changes yours. And that's what I want to talk about right now is why do we serve? What's so important about it? And you know what? Yes, we want to make a difference in the world. But I believe this. If you adopt the value of serving, it's going to do something in you. And I believe this. When you start having that attitude of serving, I think God works in you. The Holy Spirit does something in you, makes you and transforms you, make in, makes you into a different person. If you're just in the world following their advice, God just leads you down a path because of your servant's heart that will blow your mind away. That will go, you know what? This is something that I never, ever imagined. So well, I want to talk about what, what are the three ways that serving changes you. Um, the first one is, is this. It develops the right heart. And, and I believe this true servanthood just gives you the right perspective in life. I, I'm going to quote, um, you know, the famous Rick Warren quote from Purpose Driven Life. It's not about you. That you're not all that in a bag of chips, that you're not the best invention since sliced bread, that you know what? It's not about you. It's not about hoarding your possessions and, and getting the, the, the job and the house and the career and the 2.5 kids and all of that. That's good stuff. But the, at the end of the day, God wants us to go beyond ourselves and to serve others, that this life is not about you. And I think that's an important quote that Rick Warren said is because 
and maybe I'm speaking to, for myself, but I don't think I am, is our, our first response is to serve ourselves, is to think about ourselves. And you know what? I, I, I'm all about self-care. I'm all about taking care of yourself and thinking about and maybe even treating yourself sometimes. But I think there's an unhealthy level when it gets to selfishness and that you just become like, I'm self-important or I'm better than people and, and pride seeps in. And that's when it gets really unhealthy. And I, I believe that's a wrong heart. You know, um, I'm going to be honest here. All because you start serving doesn't mean you're going to develop the right heart. That you can actually serve for a long time and have the wrong heart. Um, that serving, and I've seen it in my own life, can be self-serving. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been reading... Uh, Judges lately, and I'm going to totally admit, Judges is probably one of the most depressing books in the whole Bible. But the most amazing thing is I'm learning so much. There's like, there's a lot of things that God is showing me, and I'm reading the story of Samson right now. And Samson, you know, we know the story of Samson. At the end, he did a very awesome sacrificial thing and, and, just, and you know, got rid of uh, Israel's enemies, the Philistines. Um, but in his earlier life, it's, it's pretty clear. He was pretty selfish. I mean, he served himself. Uh, you, you, you question why he was doing anything, uh, fighting the Philistines. Was, was he doing it for God? Was he doing it for his own people? And kind of the answer is he was doing it for himself. And, and here's a funny example. I actually read it yesterday. Was, uh, you know, there was a time when he picked up a jawbone of a donkey and he killed uh, a thousand Philistines, right? And then he he. Pile the bodies on a heap. I know, depressing, right? I told you. Um, but then he made a whole song about it. But in the song, it didn't mention God or the Israelites. It was all about himself. It was all about, I killed a thousand people with the jawbone and I piled them. And, he, and it was like, I'm awesome. And it was pretty evident that it was all about him. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about it in today's terms. I mean, think about this. Go, Go serve somebody, go, you know, go wash the dishes for your, your wife or something or your spouse. And then um, try, try like making a song about how awesome you are and see how that works out for you. You're like, I'm awesome. I wash the dishes. You should love me more. I don't think that's going to go very far. Um, but I love and I want to remind you what Jesus said, but you will be different. And uh, Paul writes an awesome verse in Philippians chapter two. He writes this, and I think this echoes what Jesus is saying here about serving. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as, be uh, uh, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. What Paul and what Jesus is saying by washing the disciples' feet, what, what, what is he saying here? He's saying, you know what? Humility, it's just not a, a, a nice idea. That humility should be a hallmark of followers of Jesus Christ. We should be walking with humility. And I know that's not easy for a lot of us. I, I've had to work on humility, but Jesus is reminding that's the way um, he wants us to be. Um, and I, I love the way that um, um, John Maxwell, who's a, a leadership guru, uh, he said it this way, that you should have an attitude of just, you want to add value to people. Yeah, add value to your own life, but also consider the interests of others. Add value to them, encourage them, love on them, see where, where they need help and support them. And 
make their life better, add value to them. Um, and here's the one thing I want to add. Of all the years that I've been serving, I know this one flaw about myself is that I tend to want to impress other people. That I, when I get on the stage, I want to impress. I want to be a showman. I'm Filipino. That's just, it's, it's in me. And so I've had to work at going, you know what, reminding myself, it's not about me. But you know what? Here's the one thing that I've discovered that impressing people is exhausting. That keeping a standard and a status and being cool or whatever, whatever that is, that it's not gratifying. It's exhausting. And you know, I found out when I kind of flipped the switch and said, man, I think I'd rather just kind of serve and just, it, it took the pressure off of me and I enjoyed it more. Um, it was more gratifying, more fulfilling. And so uh, I just want to let you guys, when you start serving, it just, it does develop. When you're really serving, it develops this right heart uh, inside of you. Uh, my second point is this, is that um, you get to make a difference. And what I mean by that is you get the privilege of being a part of God trans transforming lives. That I believe this, that God put something inside of us that we desire and want to make a difference in the lives of others. That there's a need inside of us that wants us to go beyond ourselves. And when we find, find that, there's a joy in that. There's a, 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 a gratifying feeling in that because that's the way God made us. There's an absolute joy when you get to be a part of God doing stuff in people's lives. As a pastor, I get to see it all the time, which is, it's so cool. I get to see people come here with drug addictions and get delivered from them. I get, I see uh, bad marriages get healed. I see people, single people finding each other and getting married. I've done their weddings. And it's just an amazing thing to see God doing things and that I can't, take all the credit for it, but I, I played a part in it. And you know what that makes me uh, feel? Gratitude towards God. That, you know what? I didn't do anything. God did everything. But God allowed me to play a part in it by serving the people around me in this church. And so I, I believe this. You know, think about this. All the people that made this possible. I am saying these words about God to you that hopefully is connecting you to God. That's, that's, that's our hope and our prayer that you're getting more connected to God because of what's happening. Well, you know what? I'm not the only one that helped in, in all of this. It's the camera guy who turned it on. It's the sound who, who's, who's uh, 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 recording it right now. It's the guy who made the food. It's the organization. It's the people that sent the emails and made sure everyone showed up so that you could get connected to God. I, th I think about it this way, that when I do the salvation prayer, um, I get the credit for leading someone to Jesus Christ. But I always think about it this way. It's a team effort that I don't do it by myself. I'm just the closer. You know who helped lead that person to Jesus Christ? Is the guy who greeted them at the door or waved to them in the parking lot or took their registration online or who created the website to do that the worship band who inspired them and brought them into the presence of God. And something happened where they decided to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. And I just got the privilege. I was just a team member that closed the deal. And I have to, I can speak for all the servants that there's a joy in that, that I played a part in that. And that's, wow, what a privilege that God allowed us to do that, that you get to make a difference. My last uh, point is that 
uh, how serving changes your life is that it kicks it kickstarts the life that God intended. Here at Anchor Church, you've heard Pastor Rob say that a couple of weeks ago about here's what our mission is. Our mission here at Anchor Church is to uh, help you discover and to live out the life that God has intended for you. That's our passion. We want to see that happen. We've seen it in so many people's lives and we want it to happen uh, for you. And so uh, I want to read this verse in Acts, uh, uh, Acts chapter 21. And I think it's a powerful verse, but on first read, it's actually not that great. You're like, what's so great about that, Tom? Let me read it. In Acts 21 verse uh, eight, it says this, the next day, we went on to Caesarea. We is Paul and the writer of Acts, who we believe is Luke. They were on a mission. The next day, we went on to Caesarea and stayed at the home of Philip the Evangelist. So here's this guy, Philip the Evangelist. He's a famous guy in the book of Acts, um, but he earned the name Evangelist. Why? Well, he was a good evangelist. He brought a lot of people to Jesus. He did some powerful things. He was the guy that led the Ethiopian eunuch to Jesus and baptized him. And so a lot of great stories about him, but it, it, it says this, which I think is the powerful part of this verse. He said, one of the se- he was one of the seven men who had been chosen to distribute food. Now, what's so powerful about that? Well, if you know the story about Philip, if you go turn back to Acts chapter six, which in the timeline is about 20 plus years earlier than this verse. Probably a young dude, um, the apostles were kind of struggling a little bit because they're not having enough time to, uh, you know, study for their sermons or to, to preach the word of God because they were helping distribute food to those in need. And so they said, you know what? We want to spend time teaching. Let's get some people to help with the distribu- distribution of food. And so here they picked seven guys and Philip was one of them. Why is this a powerful verse to me? It's because that was Philip's first job. That, that, that serving and distributing food kick-started the life that God intended for him. I totally believe that. And then in those 20 years, he served the Lord and got the nickname Philip the Evangelist. He actually has four daughters. It says here in verse nine, he had four unmarried daughters who had the gift of prophecy. So here's a guy that's lived a life serving the Lord, passing it off to his daughters who are gonna serve the Lord. I think that's fantastic. And they're in, in the sweet spot of God's plan in their life. And this, this resonates with me because here I am. I've been a pastor for 20 years on Anchor, uh, the Anchor Church staff. It's awesome. But I, I even remember my, my very first serve. My very first serve was in a ca- cafeteria at Ben Parker setting up for the Friday night service. My brother, back in the 80s, this is when I was in high school. Uh, I was actually a junior higher. Uh, my, my brother got saved, started coming to Hope Chapel. That was our church uh, before we changed the name to Anchor. And so that was, his, that was his thing. He was serving by setting up church on, on Friday nights. And to be honest with you, I have no idea how I ended up there. I was just a young kid. I don't know if he asked me if I want to help. I don't know if I said yes. All I know is I was in the cafeteria. My brother looked at me, handed me a broom and said, start sweeping. And so what did I do? I started sweeping. I was preparing the place to make it look like a church so that they could have service that night. And you know what, you know what happened? I ended up coming every single week. I started sweeping every single week. I started setting up the sound, learning how to do sound. Um, started learning how to play the guitar. And so I got into a connect group. I started leading worship in the connect group. 
Sooner or later, I actually started leading my own connect group. I, started, uh, I was on the youth team. I went on a mission trip and it was on that mission trip where I actually had a calling to do this for the rest of my life. I had a calling to, to, to go into ministry. Long story short, here I am. I ended up on this staff 20 years ago, uh, uh, becoming the junior high pastor. And, you know, we moved on from there. And I say all of that because I still cherish my first serve. I still cherish that moment when my brother said, hey, here, start sweeping. And I never, st- I literally hasn't stopped since then. And it has changed the direction of my life. And that's what I mean by it's going to kickstart the life that God has intended. I, I encourage you to, to let God kickstart that in your life by starting to serve. That's why here, you know what? We're not about just recruiting you to help us out. We want to give you an opportunity to exercise your gifts, to see how that feels, to experience the joy of serving the Lord, seeing transformed lives. And then you know what? See where God's going to take you from there. See what, see what else he's going to have for you. I don't know what that looks like, but we want to help you on that journey. And so here's how I'm going to end it. I, I want to challenge you guys is, first of all, have a servant's heart. Have of that value that, you know what? I'm going to serve wherever that is. Maybe you've never served. And so I want to encourage you, you know what a great place to start is? Start serving on the dream team here at Anchor Church. We have all these opportunities for you to help out. We have Easter coming up and we don't know where you fit, but that's why we have Growth Track. Growth Track is designed so that we can figure out your gifts, place you in the right place and go, you know what? How can we help you on this journey that God has, 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 is, is walking you on? And so I encourage you to do that if that's your first step, start serving on the dream team. You know what? And I want to encourage you too. It's not just about serving at Anchor Church. It's about serving outside uh, this church, out, out in your community. And I want to ask you, kind of a challenging question is, how can you serve your family? How can you serve the friends that you have around you? What, what needs do they have? How can you serve your neighbors? your community? Where, where are the needs? And you know, are there openings to actually even share Jesus while you serve? Because I, I feel like that's the end goal is to share the, uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus so that you can share the love of Jesus uh, with them. Um, how about this? Maybe you guys are in a connect group. Um, and I want to even challenge you connect group that this week that you would even get your guys together and say, you know what? How can we serve as a group? not just as individuals, but how can we pool our resources, our time and our energy and our passions and go, hey, what are the needs out there? And, and then what can we do? Like, and ask God, like Holy Spirit, give us the creativity, open our eyes to see the needs out there. And, and that's actually my last challenge. I know there's a lot of challenges out there is that you would actually ask God to open your eyes. Because here's the one thing that I've discovered that Sometimes we don't see it because we don't, we're not just that, it's just not on our mind. And if we ask God to have his eyes, we might see needs popping up all over the place and then giving us the creativity to fill those needs. I, I have a prime example of that because it just happened to me. I, one, one Sunday afternoon, right after church, you know, I just had this, this idea like, you know what, we're going to go to, I'm going to take my whole family, you know, my wife and my three kids. We're going to go to Donut King. Anybody Donut King fans? Awesome donuts. Go to the one in Kailua. It is so good. 
And so I was thinking, let's, you know, let's, we're going to grab some donuts. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to just, have, you know, grab some coffees and just have some really good family time. And so we grabbed the donuts. We had a whole box. We drove to Kailua Beach, find a, found a parking, and we just decided to go into the back of the truck. And we had our donuts and coffee. And I was like, this is a beautiful moment. This is what family is all about. And then right next to us, there was this car that was connected to a tow truck. And it was, there was two women there, and there was probably like maybe a, a six-year-old boy that was with them. And I could ever, overhear the, uh, the tow truck guy going, you know what, sorry, I won't be able to uh, let you guys, uh, I can't give you a ride, but we're at Firestone in Kailua, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tow your truck there, and you guys can like, either call an Uber or get a ride. And, and I could hear them saying, you know, I don't know where the Firestone is, and you know, oh, it's by the Safeway and all of that. And this is exactly what I was just thinking. I was just like eating the donut and I was like looking over and listening to the conversation. I was just, you know, I had some compassion for them. I said, oh man, poor guys. Man, this, this donut's awesome. <laughs> I had no second thought of if I could help them or whatever it was. I just thought, okay, well, that's, that's too much trouble. We just got here. We got our donuts. You know, okay, they can figure it out. It was my wife, Grace that actually said this, you know what? Why don't we give them a ride to Firestone? And at that point, I was like a little embarrassed because like I should have thought of that. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? You're right, we should. And I don't know who asked that. It was either Grace or myself. I said, hey, you know what, guys? Do you guys need a ride to Firestone? We know exactly where it is. And they're like, would you? Because oh, there's no Uber. No, no one's answering any of our calls. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? We'll give you a ride. And I remember we, we drove them. They jumped into the back of the truck. We, uh, you know, we, we hopped in the front and I gave them a ride. And I remember, the, I remember the kid said, thanks for being our Uber. And, and then I, I, I heard the mom say this. Oh, he wasn't our, they weren't our Uber. They were our neighbor. And I was like, wow. It was just like, we were doing what God calls to do. And I know I'm tearing up a little bit and like wanting to take the credit, but I didn't take any of the action. It was my wife's idea. And my, my whole point of it is that we can see the needs right in front of us. We can have compassion for people, but never take any action because we just, I know it just didn't happen. I love the fact that it was my wife that challenged me. You know what? Have compassion and also take action. Serve others. So I hope that helps you guys. Hope that inspires you guys. Text us if you want to start serving. I want to just encourage you guys. You know what? Here's a broom. Start sweeping. Let's pray. God, Jesus, thank you for you, for your example. Lord, you told us we're going to be different. That, that as we follow you, we're going to act different. We're going to love people. We're going to serve them. And we're going to make a difference because of it. Lord, thank you for your example that challenges us, but gives us ex this exciting, joyful life of, of making a difference in other people's lives. Thank you for that. Lord, I pray for creativity for us, for, for those that are like, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's do this. I pray that Holy Spirit, that you would give us just creative ideas of how to reach people, how to serve people, ultimately leading them to you, God. I thank you for that in Jesus' precious name. I want to take a moment right now and I want to just 
Pray with anybody out there that has never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. I want to have the privilege of praying with you if you want to do that. If you want to say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. And and when you believe that, when you acknowledge that, you're his, you're a child of God, you're forgiven. You get to be with him in eternity as you pass, uh, pass this life. You get to live a life of being a child of God, saved, loved, accepted, forgiven. If you want that today, I want to encourage you to just say this prayer with me right now. Use my words, just hitchhike off of my words um, and say this to Jesus himself. Jesus, I believe what you did for me. Thank you for that. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for raising from the grave three days later that we're going to celebrate on Good Friday and Easter. You did that for me so that I can have new life, that I can be a new creation, that I'm forgiven, that I have a new start, a new fresh beginning. Thank you so much for that. Lord, I make you my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for that. Thank you for being my friend. I will walk with you on this earth. And until I see you face to face, I thank you in Jesus' precious name, we all pray. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you, just text the number on the bottom of the screen, say, hey, I said yes to Jesus. Uh, We would love to get you connected and and talk about what your next steps are. Uh, With that, thank you so much, guys. Uh, God bless.